0: Let's go! Who's up next? Greetings, one and all, and welcome to the Xbox empire. Now, you may notice I'm not Nathan. I, I can't be Nathan. We all know that. Uh, but this is the next evolution, if you will, of PSVG's Xbox show, which is, that's right, boys and girls, weekly, starting tonight, Wednesdays, live on twitch.tv slash PSVG. And of course, I couldn't do this without Donnie, so Donnie's here as well. Greetings, Kooblings. What's going on, Brother Kev? I... I See, I'm torn here, and I don't know why Nathan allowed you to say it for so long. <laughs> Koopling's on an Xbox show, just that it's, doesn't vibe just, well. It's my
1: thing, man. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a brand specific thing. Just, just, just a tagline. It's but this my is tagline. a brand Line.
0: specific show. But it's my tagline. That you stole from somebody else. That's that was true. a brand specific I didn't, show. I didn't steal. <laughs> you they gave it, it up. They, no, no, to
1: be clear, they released the rights. They just quit on it. So I didn't that's, give it up.
0: That's fair, that's fair. Before we get too sidetracked here, uh, yes, State of the Xbox Empire has evolved into just simply Xbox Empire uh, that Nathan has now had to uh, depart. He has officially retired, if you will, uh, due to work commitments, life commitments, It's needs to be traveling uh, potentially, so... We wanted to try and keep this going and moving along as best as possible. So as I told him earlier, there are big shoes to fill. He corrected me that they are wide shoes to fill. So I will do the best I can here. Um, but yes, this has a, an exclusive feed, a solo feed here. So if you don't want to subscribe to the master feed, you can find Xbox Empire at all things. Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all the things We're there everywhere uh, weekly. As we said, it'll be a live show over at twitch.tv slash PSVG 9 p.m. On Wednesdays. Why Kevin? So Donnie put this in the notes. Why, Kevin? I don't really know. I'd like to say it's probably just availability, really. And <laughs> I'm a sucker. And I, you think at this point I owe Donnie money or something, because I just keep doing things for him. So, uh, no, it's it's probably makes the most sense. Donnie and I obviously have a good rapport. This show is going to be a little bit different, uh, not as scripted or as structured, I think, as other shows. We're kind of taking the approach that this is more of a conversation where every week Donnie and I come with a few uh, bullet points and kind of just have a conversation about things. Or probably more realistically donnie's gonna bring some upbeat and hopeful news to xbox and i will basically (laughs) invalidate his opinion to tell him the truth and that he's wrong and his opinion is trash so we're hoping people enjoy the back and forth between donnie and i Where we will agree some cases but most of the time we're probably not going to so this ought to be fun
1: yeah we don't agree on much that's a very interesting um i reached out to you because we don't get a chance to talk as much when we first kicked it off it was us and then right. as as the shows and shows have going on, we've we've drifted further and further apart. Um, but I, I've always liked our podcast chemistry. Of course. And uh, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very excited to have you here in the Empire and Empire Land. And hopefully we make Nathan proud. I'm sure he's got his hands full with all the, I, as I told him. And if I had, if I was trying to do this when Victoria was born, there's no, there's no way. I couldn't have mm. done it. Like I'm really impressed and proud of all the folks that are new newly dads. You know, because my kids are older now they take care of themselves i can banish yeah. them to their rooms and stuff you know it's not that big of an issue now but when they were younger this would have been a huge uplift I, I wouldn't
0: have been able to do it either so yes so hopefully instead at least on wednesday nights nathan can have his hands full with a glass of whiskey kick back and enjoy the show hopefully but we couldn't do the show of course without our lovely patreon producers over at patreon.com slash psvg so special Empire thank yous to Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw, Barboni, Chris McElfresh, Dev Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Massick, the Egg Shen, Zach Bradshaw, and as I like to say on Prime, Nick Falhaba. Got to kick that New England accent in there, so thank you all. If you'd like to join and support the show as well, head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. So, Donnie, let, let's start things off with the first topic. I think it's the most prudent one right now in Xbox lane, and hey, Minecraft Dungeons is out, right? It is. Available on PC, on Nintendo Switch, and actually, no, it's on everything, right? It's on PS4 as well? I think so. Oh, yeah, I think it's on everything. So, that launched Xbox Studios game from Mo- Mojang? Mojang. Mojang.
1: Mojang Studios, actually. It was actually kind of in the news last week, so as we've been retooling, we kind of missed some stuff, but um, oh, yeah, they rebranded, which is... That's right. That's a weird way of saying it, actually, because they really didn't do anything. They were Mojang, and now they are Mojang <laughs> Studios. So, sure. Um, I guess maybe the, I mean, I guess it's probably more representative of the Minecraft brand, because, I mean, we'll get in, I mean, let's just get into it now, because, yeah, it's a conversational podcast. And, I, you know what, I want to say, I want to apologize at the top of the hour for anybody that can hear the rain. It is <laughs> pouring right now, like cats and dogs outside. I'm afraid that the stream might get cut off. Uh, just coincidental time. There's nothing I can do about that. I can't stop that tapping on the window. Um, but hopefully in post we'll be able to cl- clean it up a little. Um, but back to Mo Yang. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that this is a sign that we have multiple, multiple Minecraft, um, you know, spin-offs, franchises, iterations going forward. And therefore, you know, the Mojang studios are at least at the very least multiple teams, you know, working on multiple projects because... I really liked it. Uh, I've beaten the story mode. Uh, that's not uh, a great feat. It take, took me about <laughs> six hours, I think, to get through. It's a pretty short run if that's all you're there to play it for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I will say that I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed my time quite a bit. I think it's pretty good. I've played it solo. I've played it local co-op. I've played it online with friends. So I've got a bunch of different perspectives to bring to it. I think to bring a similarity, as we often do when we're you know evaluating or talking about games and kind of compare it to other games. I was oddly reminded of how much, or at least from a development stance, from a design standpoint, how much it reminds me of Pokemon Quest. It's it's very, very similar. And you might remember that game. I played quite a bit of that game as well. I played that game for like 25 hours. Way more than I, you know, than most people would, or than you know, anybody that I think I would, but you know, it's kind of hack and slashy you know a lot of people are calling it you know baby diablo and stuff like that which that is what it is i guess in the genre style although that's where i why i wanted to bring like the pokemon quest instead of the diablo because mm-hmm. way similar more similar to pokemon quest than than diablo uh, just in terms of narrative lore world building design um obviously Minecraft Dungeons doing a little bit more. It's got a little bit more action, got a little bit more combat, a little bit more combinations, yeah. you know, the areas, the battle areas, a little bit more developed, some more stuff there, but largely, like I said, from a design standpoint, kind of the same. You go back to your base, you, you out, you know, you outfit like in a uh, Pokemon Quest. instead of you would equip your Pokemon, but then you could alter your Pokemon's attacks In Minecraft Dungeons. You come home to your base and you outfit your attacks. It's like the, it's very, very similar style. And then you go on expeditions or in Minecraft Dungeons, you go on a mission and you do the mission and you keep doing it until you win. The only thing that, that really differentiates them is that Minecraft Dungeons doesn't appear to be padded to death for you to do mic- microtransactions.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So in that regard, I really enjoyed it. Um, it has some story. Um, not much, not nearly enough is, is what I would, that's what I would like to say. has a little narrator you know, that provides a little background as you start every chapter, but it's minimal. You don't get to know... Too much about the, the king, arch illager, or, or more about the, the villages and stuff that you're saving. I, I kind of, maybe that was a wrong expectation for me, but I, I've been thinking this whole time leading up to it. I was kind of expecting to get a little Minecraft world building, to be introduced into some Minecraftian things. Enemy types, you know, villagers, learn about them, learn their names. For somebody like me, who has always, I think I've said this to you Actually, I recall on PSU Dream saying this to you. I love Minecraft, but I don't understand it. And I'm just like outside <laughs> of that age group or, or just never gotten it. Right. It's never clicked with me. I do love it. I, I've, I've watched plenty of YouTubes with, with my son. My son still actively plays Minecraft. We've probably bought Minecraft, man, seven, eight, nine, ten times over already. I've got a 3DS, got a Switch, got a Wii U, got a PS4, got an Xbox. I mean, we have Minecraft and everything. And, uh, so I love watching him play it and I love what he's doing, but like, i never quite understand it. I don't, I still have no idea how they make cars move and stuff like that in Minecraft, like in the actual Minecraft, mm. game, you know, and right. all the different villagers and they all have different names. And I know that because my son has characters and I've bought little figurines and stuff like that for them, but I don't understand it. Right? I don't have like a grasp, like a, uh, an awareness of the, of the world that is Minecraft. I was kind of hoping to get some of that, you know, kind of like, uh, like the Telltale Minecraft game, right? Like the Minecraft stories or right. whatever it was called. I was kind of, I, that was my impression when I was coming in was that you would do these little hack and slash missions and then in between missions, you'd be told this little story. Maybe they'd introduce a character or two, introduce, you know, an evil villain or two, kind of give you the idea of it. And uh, yeah, and, and that and that would be the game. So I was a little let down on that front, just that there wasn't a lot of story building. Um, but I don't want to beat up the game too much. I just want to say, I think it was a really, really good base like to build off of Um, and I'm looking forward to them doing it in the future. I think Xbox as a platform provider, especially in a world where they sell content more than individual games with game pass, they could use two or three of these a year to pad around the Forza, the gears and the halo that we get once every three or four years. Like I think they need some of these. This was a solid double, right? Not every game can be a grand slam, but you hit enough doubles, you still win the game. And this was a solid double, and I could use three or four more of these uh, every so often. So I kind of enjoyed it.
0: So uh, let me just stretch here a little bit before we get into <laughs> this. Uh, okay, so Sean Capri says in the chat, don't be grumpy in the game, Donnie. Sean, that's my job here, is to be grumpy on stuff. Um, no. Uh, so Minecraft Dungeons. Uh, Luke Lore in the chat as well. Typic Ghost, thank you for bringing this up. He brings up an excellent point. Appropriately priced as well. $20 game.
1: $20. Bucks. I bought it on Switch. I haven't even that's, played it yet.
0: That's a great. Right. That's a great. <laughs> like, I'm thinking about doing the same. Like I think that's a that's a fantastic deal there. Or I may actually purchase it on Xbox just in the off chance that for some reason it comes off Game Pass. I don't think it will. No, that's right But not. the DLC and stuff coming down, I'm hopeful for things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you 100% in the narrative, severely lacking for somebody who knows Nothing about Minecraft. I've never played Minecraft, not once. Never been tempted to. I don't get it as well, Um, but I know the base game of Minecraft. It's kind of you create the narrative, so I can appreciate that. But I thought going into this, I would get some of the same experiences that you dictated there. That we get some lore building, some you know narrative around the characters, or even like your character. Your character just just some introduction, nameless. Yeah, just some awareness
1: of like like macro. I'm not talking deep dive story. I'm talking like Yoshi storytelling yes you know like some something. basic mario like here's the little world and so you understand like some blocks and some stuff like that just introduce some of of the greater minecraft experience through this linear little adventure
0: yeah and i, I will say i had a ton of fun with it so i beat it as well i was able to wrap it up today uh, earlier this afternoon thank you COVID 19 work from home schedule um, <laughs> so that way we could talk about it and i would be you know, fully knowledgeable going into it, not having played it just for a few hours. Um, so I did play it solo. I did play it uh, online. Co-op Coach Mo actually jumped in and played with me for about you know half hour, forty five minutes last night before he lost power uh, due to storms. Um, so I had the experience, and it is a lot of fun, I will say that. Um, but. Early in the game, and I know it gets much better later in the game, uh, I kind of coined it, and I I put it in our notes here, the Fisher-Price Diablo. (laughs) I think you're right with the Pokemon Quest makes a whole lot more sense. That's a much better comparative. It's just everyone goes to Diablo because it's dungeons, it's spells, it's weapons, it's all these different things. It's a loot thing. So that's the natural thought process. But Pokemon Quest is probably a lot more accurate in actually how it plays through. Um, Overall, I really did have fun with it, and that's the thing. It's a fun game, and it's nice to see Microsoft take a stab at something fun for once uh it seems like you think about all their first party games that have come out with this whole you know game to uh straight to game pass initiative you know your forces your uh, state of decays your sea of thieves stuff like that a lot of those games while you know an older gamer may consider them fun they're not fun experiences you can sit down and play with somebody else and just not have to think about it not fun, fun for the whole family exactly this was hitting the nail on the head here like this was a great move by them i will say though to flip the coin a little bit why did this game take so long to make and why was it delayed for so long? Like, it is a super short game. There's, what, seven dungeons right now. I know there's DLC, but I get that, but the game's out. So the game was released with seven dungeons or eight dungeons out there right off the bat. The whole thing can be beaten in, like, four or five hours. Yeah, solo. It's super short. So, But for the price point, that's fine. It's just, once again, it's another thing for me that Microsoft came out with a first-party exclusive game where it's good, it's fun, and people are enjoying it. But like you said, it's a double. It's not a home run. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in this age where they're getting ready to go head to head with the new console generation, ah. I want to see them swing for the fences here. And they yeah. have yet to do that with any of these exclusives that are straight to Game Pass yet. You gotta hope-
1: Yeah. No, no, I think you're spot on. And I, I think that is uh, that might be better save for a different conversation. Yeah, um, because I definitely think that everything that Xbox is doing right now, people are putting it through the lens and through the viewpoint of how is this better than Sony? and yeah. I think that's a little unfair. And I know that we have an Xbox podcast, you know, and so that immediate bias like comes off. But then I, but I want to say I understand why people think that. I think it's safe to think that, but not everything that Xbox can do should be, should it be held to the standard. Why is this better than PlayStation? <laughs> like it's just, no, like, that's, you know, that's impossible. It's too much. No, that's, uh, that's
0: fair. But you, I mean, you, you look at what they've released as, as first-party exclusives, and then you look at what Sony has done in you know the last two years, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you have God of War, you have Spider-Man, you have Death Stranding, you have upcoming The Last of Us 2, you have Ghosts of Tsushima, and then Microsoft is like, well, we're still doing Sea of Thieves. We got Forza, which th- I think the last one I didn't have as much fun with as the one before it. Um, you I have, have Lego, Minecraft, though. Minecraft Dungeons, the Lego was awesome. Lego was Minecraft amazing, Dungeons. so good. Like, these games just that stand decay... Look, look, again,
1: I don't want to get off the... supposed to be a conversational, topical podcast. That's true. Our hope for this was to keep it shorter. So let's just put a pin in this. We'll come back later. We have tons and tons and tons of news. We'll highlight a little bit. Tons and tons of things. We can save, you know, Xbox's place in the global video game spectrum for another podcast. Right now, I want to talk about Minecraft Dungeons. And uh, to talk about, you know, it is a shorter game. You're right there. I want to say, as I have been saying about this, I think for the better part of two years now, I'm not upset that it's a short game. I'm getting to the point where I like short games. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. with Streets of Rage. I love that I could sit down and beat that in a couple of days with Jack. Um, Jack and I played this co-op too, so more of those games, I I would take a bunch of them if I can. Give me a handful of them if you can. Um, But it also has a lot of replay value. And I really like how diverse I changed my character from the beginning of my Minecraft Dungeons journey to the end of my Minecraft Dungeons journey. I was was playing last night with Sean Capri and Ryan Turford from the Xbox Drive, our uh, Xbox fam, if you will, ball, And I was having a blast because I was able to bounce some ideas off of them because they were a little further on. They got the game earlier. And one of the things that I noticed was like all of these soul-based weapons I'd had no use for in the beginning of the game. I was just like, I'm not... I'm not earning enough of this to use them. They're not strong as like my firework arrow and my fire arrows. And, you know, they weren't as useful. Towards the end of the game, though, I got armor that started to, uh, that I could start to farm and and pack in the souls so I could start using them more. So I started using like this Gallic gun beam that I had. And then I got like this uh, sword that was enchanted with uh, poison and a a soul-like Reaper type thing. So I was getting 100% of all souls. So my soul meter was going off like just just constantly full. So I was using – so I got these like these soul arrows that – I don't even remember what they're called. They're like hurricane arrows. I would literally just shoot one arrow and it would just blow people off the screen, <laughs> just <laughs> completely off the screen. So in that last er- that last level where you're storming the keep and you have all these open areas, instead of having to beat everybody, I could literally just blow them off the castle. And they would just fall to their death just constantly. So I was wreaking havoc and it was interesting because my my opinion completely changed – two hours apart you know like two hours ago i was playing with ryan and i was like i don't have enough to make it to take advantage of this so i'm just gonna salvage it all and and, and take my money and and move on with what i'm doing and then towards the end of the game i was like i kind of wish i could play the whole game like this and that is the replayability and the balance that you're looking for Mm -hmm. to make multiple runs of this game now i say all that to say this i wish crossplay was supported at launch because i would replay it Faster if I could replay it on Switch or replay it with friends or other friends. I've already played it with Sean and Ryan. I've already played it uh, with Jack, right? I've already done that experience. So if I could incorporate some of the Switch players or some of the community folks playing on other platforms or PC, I think I would be more apt to play it again. I definitely think I will go through it again. Um, I did play the entire game... Basically a notch up in difficulty than what I was recommended. Mm-hmm. So if yep. the level so if I was level 14, I played on the difficulty that was recommended for 17. Mm-hmm. And if I was on 20, I played 24. Um, because it, it is kind of a as difficult as you make it, if you play on the lower level, you will breeze right through the campaign, no yep. problem. But you're gonna get crap for loot, you're not gonna get any like good stuff. And and I think in this, this is important because that's the fun part of the game. Um, because if you, if you don't have the good loot and the good abilities and you don't level up to get all of your stuff enchanted, you're not going to see all the crazy fun attacks you can do. There's yep. Thor's hammer in this game. You can literally like – and when you uh, teleport when you're playing online, he literally twists it and throws it in the air and you lightning bolt up and lightning bolt down. You know, there are cool, really, really cool stuff like that.
0: But that do you, you have an do. attack llama? Cause I have an attack llama.
1: Yeah, I had the attack okay. llama, and I had the dog. At one point, I <laughs> had all right all three of my specials were just like little bots that would attack for yep. me, and I would just shoot my arrows from afar. Um, arrows is another probably like a letdown or, or con, I guess. I I, I don't want to say con because I, I want to I don't want it to sound like I'm being grumpy on the game, Kevin, or Kevin uh, Sean. I wanted to say that there were a few places where I was expecting or thought that the game could be improved and could be better, and uh, one of them was definitely arrows. There's no way to craft arrows. You can't make arrows, and there's no—at least I have yet to see any piece of armor that like upped or buffed your chance of dropping arrows. No. You know? So you can, if you rely too much on arrows. Which, when I first started, I tried to set up like this archer character, and I was all based on on range-based attacks. Totally ran out of arrows. Had no. to fight a golem. Had no arrows. Completely screwed.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally died. <laughs> yeah, so You have to balance your attacks. You it, can't just rely on one thing.
1: Exactly. It does require that you to play a little balance, which I appreciate from a game design level. Um, but I think it would have been helpful to at least give s- the give the player some sort of freedom in that aspect. The other thing that I want to say about it, and I think this is what a lot of folks that like us that don't do the Minecraft are liking about it and they're saying good things about it. I want to say I think it might be a net positive or uh, like a net weakness. The opposite of what I said. <laughs> Um, I don't, I understand that Minecraft has crafting and a lot of people that's intimidating and thus they wanted to create a Minecraft experience that did not have crafting. I understand and appreciate that. I think maybe some light crafting, not just with arrows, I'm not just saying that, or some light terraforming might have been in order. This game has old school Zelda inspiration. You can see it. It's there, but it's simple. As simple as can be, it is at face value. It's go find all the switches, turn on all the switches, open the door. Hmm. I would have loved if there was a wall to blow up or like just in specific places or in specific puzzles. Or maybe you find one axe that can break something or, or there were specific colored blocks that you knew you could blow up. I'm not saying go full blown Minecraft. No. Yeah, yeah. I understand the point was to be different. But I would have loved to have seen them incorporate just a little bit more. And that's where I say, I think this is a great base. I love what they've done with this. I'd be really, really excited to see what a sequel to this could be. Now, we know that we have the DLC coming. It's been mm-hmm. leaked. It's in the data mine with a Creeping Winter and Jungle Awakens. And I think Ryan told me last night there was a price on them, it, $10. Um, and I imagine they wouldn't be coming to Game Pass. I plan on buying those. I'm excited yeah. for those. I, I want to go back and play with friends. I'll probably try to schedule a night with Devin or Sean or somebody to just quickly run through those and map. And I, I imagine we get through both of them in like an hour or so. But uh, Minecraft Dungeons 2 with maybe a little bit more puzzling and a little a little crafting and a little terraforming and maybe a little bit more story. And now I think we're talking. Um, I think this is a really good game. I wouldn't say a great game. But yeah. I think if you added some of those elements in minor spurts, keep it distinguished from Minecraft, but just add a little bit of them to placate to the entire story and open up the world of Minecraft. And I think we'd be onto something. And then the last thing I, that I, I had was the home at the base. Like you have this house and just like, I guess from- items fill up as you do stuff, but you have no direct control over it. No. Nothing's there. <laughs> like, there was a, this whole section of the base where I was like, "Man, I'd really like to do a little bit more here." So that's that's kind of how I feel with with the entire experience overall. Is I just kind of wish everything is like I don't know, I hate to use numbers because you you know how I feel about review scores. It's like everything right. feels like a seven, like across the board, everything's yeah. a seven. It's like yeah. if I could just turn a couple of those sevens into eights, right? Like I'd be way more excited and and tell you how much I really liked it. Um, but I, honestly, I want to leave everybody. With the impression, I really enjoyed the game. I'm happy they got it. I'm going to play through it again. I bought it on Switch. I'm going to play it over there. It's pretty good. It's super fun. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, no brainer. Absolutely no brainer. Go play it right away. Play as fast as you can. Uh, I think we've had great Game Pass hits with Streets of Rage in Minecraft Dungeon so far.
0: So um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm with you. I think the game's good, not great. Uh, I echo what you say about like, you just need a little bit more. Like, you think the the end goal if you will would be hey i've never played minecraft before i played this minecraft dungeons let me now i want to go play minecraft i if i did this i would be completely lost like there's no even minimal connections to be like oh i see what they're doing pokemon quest to pokemon yes there's some time yes you still collect
1: pokemon you still have weaknesses you learn the bases no i think you're absolutely right there's a part of me that kind of feels like this would be a great tutorial to minecraft but it's not yes Right. And, and I actually agree with you. I think that was my that's my lasting takeaway from this is I wish it was just a little bit more in that regard. Um, that's not, again, not to say that it's not fun because it is fun.
0: Right. Holy crap, everyone. Donnie and I agreed on the first topic of that's the first show.
1: <laughs> wow. I did not expect that to happen.
0: Cross that one off the list, everybody. All right. So next, Donnie, uh, for sake of time, we're going to save the next topic probably for last if there's time because I want to get to everything else first before that. Okay. Uh, Game Pass Editions. Yes. Coming through. So we know we got Minecraft Dungeons also coming in. These, are, The rest of these are for June, right? Yes. They're, they're, they're already okay. out. I think all of them are out now. Yeah. Okay. So we got Alan Wake, mm-hmm. which I actually thought was already on there, which it wasn't. Uh, Fractured Minds, Golf with Your Friends, City Skylines, and The Long Dark.
1: I think you think albums. Alan Wake was already on there because I owned it. Uh, one thing we didn't Maybe. talk about when we talked about why Kevin, Kevin and I are game, are game share buddies. Yes. So we share accounts on Xbox and he can play my library and I can play his. And we have been for what? Two years? Think so. Yeah. So we just have a, a gigantic library of games that we're constantly going back and forth And it. And I, I will tell you, it is hard to keep track of what we own versus what's in Game Pass. For <laughs> there's <laughs> what we a lot of stuff that's on there. not
0: even out for another six to eight months, if not longer. Yeah. Who's buying yeah. what next? Yeah. We got all that stuff.
1: I played phone. Alan Wake. Uh, I booted it up the other night and uh, was going through it. Um, there are no Xbox One X enhancements. I did read that I, apparently it loads faster, but I think that's just a system thing. I don't think sure. it's actually like redone, which yeah. I want to say I think it's a, a little d- disappointing considering that this game has such an Xbox legacy. Would have liked to have seen it at least get the Xbox One and you know the the resolution, the up-res treatment at the very least. That would have been really right. nice. Um, I know a lot of people have feelings about Alan Wake. Um, I'm gonna hit you with this and tell me what you think about it. Mm. I think Alan Wake's ahead of its time. I think it's about a yes. decade too early.
0: Yes, I agree. Uh, I, so when I owned the Xbox 360 for that brief r- period of time that I did, Alan Wake was one of the games I had to jump in and play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I actually beat it, but it was one I, I absolutely enjoyed the heck out of it while I had it. And I agree, definitely ahead of its time. Like, it, it,
1: there are so many games to, that are kind of Alan Wake now.
0: Back? Right. How has it not come back? How has it not been redone or even just, even just remastered at this point? How has this stuff not been revisited? But...
1: Yeah. It Remastered with the, the DLC it. and they put it all yes. together and they release it across all consoles, put it on Switch. I mean, I think that'd be great because one, it's like the Pacific Northwest. How many games has, has that been in this generation? Like everybody has flocked to that thing. Like the whole cinematic storytelling, single player, third person over the shoulder, like kind of shooter, but not a shooter thing. How is like, again, these are all a lot of facets that a lot of a lot of other like PlayStation, a lot yeah. of other folks are doing. Right. And I I do think there's some irony here that when this game came out, it did not sell that well. It did not, uh, you know, placate to the Xbox core base at the time. And then since then, Sony has made a bunch of similar games. And now everybody's like Xbox, where are these games? It's like, well, we had one. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and none it of very you much, bought it
0: <laughs> yeah it very much was a, was a PS2 era game like you're playing games like Sirens and Silent Hill and all that kind of stuff like it was very much in the same vein as those yes not as gory or anything like that as Silent Hill but you know what I mean like it's the same style of gameplay mm-hmm. and just Xbox fans didn't at the time like since then people now and I don't think it's, it's it, just
1: Xbox fans I honestly think it was just gaming the gaming zeitgeist at that time yeah. was shooters and sandboxes like that's what sold and now it seems to be cinematic solo narrative adventures. That's the hotness. And that's the thing Sean uh, brought up on our last episode. So you guys can listen to it on the new feed. Go search Xbox Empire in the podcast feed. The episode with Sean is there, as is our episode with Ryan McCaffrey. Um, but Sean has been saying this this entire generation, that Xbox had the market cornered last gen, and then it's kind of went away from them this gen. And, you know, like, people are looking for them to catch up. But um, it is. I I always thought that was interesting because, uh, like, once uh, – the remedy right they bought the the rights back for alan week from from xbox yes. and all the xbox yes. fans like nobody cares and uh, i do think it's fun as we lead into this new generation everybody's like when are they going to show us a big triple a single player venture game and it's like well they used to have one it was really good and that's the other mm-hmm. thing it was good for for the time oh yeah it was good right like high like remedy's good high you know budget production the game looked great it had lots of art you know very detailed um i did i did boot it up on the xbox one x uh when i hit game pass even though i already owned it just the reminder i went and booted up to see what it looked like right yeah it's a little fuzzy i gotta tell you as good as a game it is and i do think it still holds up like if you wanted to play it you still can the game was not meant to be stretched out like 70 inches oh like, right it's yeah, just no. not not built for that yet so
0: it's um, very dark foggy like it's it's a so when you stretch that out not in high def it's gonna look pretty rough
1: yeah yeah so that's my lasting takeaway from those
0: yeah, no, it's it's for sure, and I, I'm thinking about going back to it. But you're right; like, it, it might be a little tough now. And, and once again, the remaster thing—like, we just bought between you and I, like, what ten games that have been remastered? Like, how has this one not been done?
1: Like, I would buy the mess out of this remaster in a heartbeat. Yes, if done right. well, like full—you know—I don't want to say 4K. I don't care really about it if it was 4K or not, because I think as a cinematic experience, it could be 1080p or or 1440p, and that'd be fine. But if yep. you could give me a 4K HDR cinematic Alan Wake experience, I would. I would buy the mess out of that for sure. Cool.
0: Is there anything else in this list that you're interested in checking out if you haven't already?
1: I've heard Fractured Minds is good. The screenshots not doing it for me. Yes. So I haven't given that one a try yet. Golf with your friends, I will probably boot up and try. I played this, uh, I got a beta access to this on Steam. Yeah, I remember that. I don't like mini golf games. That's a weird, mm. it's a weird subgenre thing with me. Everybody's like, Donnie loves golf games. Not mini golf games. Like yeah. putt-putt. I can That's live without putt-putt. Yeah, sure. it's not the same. Um, but when I played this on Steam, and I, again, it was early access, so I'm not placing judgment. But when I played on Steam, did not play great, even for a putt-putt game. So I was like, absolutely not. And when it comes to golf games, mechanics are key. If a game doesn't feel good to play, I don't care what it looks like or who you can play with your friends or what zany things you put on it. If it doesn't feel right, I don't want to play it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was my issue with uh, Mario Golf on GameCube.
0: Not yep. a good golf game. Feels bad. Now. Yeah, I'm with you. I do want to check out Fractured Minds. I probably will as well. Uh, It's supposedly not that long. It's a shorter game, so it might be easy to just kind of jump in and digest. But it's one of those narrative about mental health issues and stuff like that. So it might be kind of cool to check out. But but also big news breaking today, I believe, or yesterday, No Man's Sky. Heading to Game Pass in June as well as launching a Windows 10 PC version of the game at the same time. Are you going to check this one out? Because I didn't dive into No Man's Sky. No, not at all?
1: I'm laughing because this was a, a hit on the stream last night. Sean was like, hey, guys, we should all get together and play this game. And I was joking because Sean gave up on Astral Chain and basically every other RPG. And I'm like, <laughs> but we're all going to go play No Man's Sky, huh? Um, I Look, I know there's a lot of people that like it, and I'm, I'm really happy for them. I've tried it um, on PlayStation 4 when it launched. I also tried it in VR and both times were not for me. Again, I I just don't get it. I don't like the mechanics. I don't, yeah, yeah, no, this, this does zero for me. I think it's a noteworthy release. I don't know how big, I don't know if I'd use that word. I think it's a highlight release for a Game Pass subscription. Okay. And I'm excited for people to give it a try. You know, like it's, that's the power of Game Pass is that you can make an old game new again. You can give a game second life because you can sell it to all the people that buy it. But there's a lot of people out there that would never buy your game for whatever reason. Personal reasons, monetary reasons. Maybe they're just not interested in the genre. But Game Pass can open that customer up to giving it a try. And that's an avenue that we've never really had before Game Pass. And uh, that, I think, is exciting for all games. There's plenty of games that have hit Game Pass that I never would have tried that I played with it. Now, No Man's Sky won't be one of them. But if it is for you or for anybody that's listening to us, I wish them all the best in their journeys throughout space. But as you already know, space not really my gig in the first place.
0: So That's true. That's true. I am excited for this one. And I'm in that exact category you talked about where, for whatever reason, I have never bought the game. Um, And part of that was, you know, the rough start it had. But I do understand, like, kind of when it rebranded and relaunched, they kind of fixed and delivered a lot of things that they promised. But because you know doing what we do here we gotta try and stay semi relevant with new games like this was in the past but now I was never gonna buy it I don't have time really to play it like it's a scenario you just said to It's like oh yeah you have all these games you haven't beaten but yeah, you're gonna go play this yeah I'm that guy uh, I, you know, I beat Mafia 2 I beat Minecraft Dungeons and then I get ready to jump that, into something I'm else. gonna interrupt yeah. you a little Yeah,
1: I think last year I think I was roping folks in terms of games beaten I really think I was crushing it this year I think you are crushing it. And I think it's, be, I'm not sure if it's just reviews or if it's COVID or if it's all of the above, um, but don't think it hasn't gone unnoticed. You have been just jonesing on the games basically since Thanksgiving. You have been yeah. full bore. And uh, hats off to you, man. Congrats.
0: The, the biggest part of it is a little bit of everything you said uh, COVID 19 for sure, and review games certainly gives me more pressure to play things, but also just pulling away. From Fortnite, from Apex, ah, from those types of things. That makes because sense because I would I would dedicate all my gaming time to the, just those. And I did jump into Fortnite for like thirty minutes today, and second place still. So I still got it, even without being rusty. um But yeah, it's just that drive to keep playing things. I'm trying to tear through what I can, but I do want to at least try No Man's Sky. I don't think that's one I I don't even know if you can beat that game. Is that a finishable game? Is I think so. Yeah, game? there I'm is not, an okay. end. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I definitely at least want to try it while it's on Game Pass because. It doesn't cost me nothing, right? It's crazy. You already beat Mafia too. I'm I'm on chapter yeah. eight. Um, I, I tore that thing up because I and I remembered a lot of it too. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this mission. I'm okay, collecting. All, I'm
1: collecting all the playboys. I'm that player. Yeah. So when you were wondering like, who's this for? This is weird. It's like, yeah, it's me. I went through them all. And I was I was showing my wife. <laughs> I was oh, like, see, God. they used to be so they used to be so classy. Like, look how nice they look,
0: and not anymore. That's true. It was tasteful. Yeah, it was, it tasteful. was tasteful.
1: The it pinup was... and stuff. Like, even she appreciates. That's
0: cute. You know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, So they also announced June's uh, game as a gold lineup as well. So Shantae and the Pirates Curse. That one is on Game Pass, isn't it? Yep. Great game. Okay. That's That's what I thought. Great game for sure. But kind of already available, I think, for most Xbox people. Uh, Coffee Talk, Destroy All Humans, and Sign Mora. One thing I will note that I thought was really interesting, Destroy All Humans is the Xbox version. Yeah. Yeah. Xbox Back and Bat. The game has been remastered twice. And there's like a new one that's still hanging out yet, Right. Right. But we're going to go with the oldest iteration of the game.
1: Look, man, at this point, so one of the points I was going to talk about with this was basically our game share. Um, Mm. I'm in awe sometimes when I go into our game library. (laughs) Um, It is like, I feel like I have a lot of Switch games and I have a decent amount of PlayStation games still, um, but nothing compares to my library on Xbox. My Xbox library is massive. And yep. it's not because of Game Pass. Game Pass no. has a good 20 or 30 that are downloaded in there. It's just decade of buying. I've just mm-hmm. got stuff galore. And knowing that they've been giving these games away for a decade, like they're running out of things to buy, things to give oh, you, man. that's
0: true. That's <laughs> like
1: they true. Just, they're like, we got to give them something. Um,
0: but, but I think the remaster is like 20 bucks anyway. So why not just throw that, that in? Versus.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to try Coffee Talk. I heard about it yeah, when it came too. out. I, 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 That's a game that I will try. Like, I, I might download it and give it a try. Probably won't beat it. I don't think that's a game for me. But um, but sometimes those little narrative things are. So if it, like, hooks me, if your character gets me, maybe I'll, I'll finish it. Uh, but I definitely want to try it. And then Cine Mora, obviously, Bullet Hell. And that's a really great game for any, like, arcade yeah, lovers and stuff yeah. like that. It's really, that's a fantastic game. So I actually think it's a pretty good lineup. Um, but ultimately... And I'm sure as we do this weekly, we'll be providing updates on games with gold, you know, monthly from here on out. Hmm. Dude, I could care less about games with gold. now.
0: Like if they just yeah. canceled
1: this, if they canceled it completely, they're like, you know what? No more games of gold. You wouldn't hear me say one negative word. I don't care. I just more game pass all the time. That's yeah. that's all I really want to hear from them. So I, I definitely think it's funny when when the, the last of the month, the last week of the month announcements come out and we get those pictures from both companies and they're like, "Well, in company one here. It's like, well, game pass. <laughs> it's just yeah. game pass, game pass, game pass. Nobody cares about Games of Gold, but everybody do play Shantae. And then when you get done playing Shantae, get the pop. It's one of my favorite pops I've ever had. It's fantastic. It's
0: a nice one. Yep. It is a good pop. Um, I, I, I think you, to your Games of Gold point, I think over the last year I've maybe asked you to download one games with gold title i don't remember what it was at this point either but i remember once saying hey can you just click on this one to get it like, and i think
1: when you were doing uh when we first did game share like when we first set it up you were like he never downloads the games with gold like he never grabs them. it's like yeah you never redeem them nobody, like, cares. Care. <laughs> nobody I, cares i can't have this stuff cluttering up my library it's already see, but so you just big. talked about
0: how big the library is it'd be twice the size. if you right read it's like i can't be filling
1: gold. it with trash
0: <laughs> fair enough um all right. So next segment here we're going to dive into uh, is something new for PSVG, I think, as a whole. And it's Donnie's branch out here. It is the Xbox One question. question. So each week we're going to answer only one question. So you can send them, but we're only picking one and we'll probably bank all the others uh, in the meantime. So I thought this was kind of fun. So, so Donnie, I'm going to let you pick because we do have a couple here. I'm gonna let you pick the one this week. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pick Delvin's because I
1: think it's fitting for the show. I appreciate everybody that sent them in. Sean, you were at the top of the list, and then Delvin hit right on the head what I think would be a great question for the first week of uh, the first new show.
0: So I did Del- like Sean's. I'll have fun with that one when we get to it.
1: <laughs> Delvin asks, "What do you think of the legacy? What do you think the legacy of the show is now, and what do you think it will be when it's all said and done?"
0: Time to get Legacy is a a big word for this. For what we do here, legacy. Um, Delvin, I don't know. It's week one, man. It's the first show. That's 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 a little deep. Um, I just think ultimately how I kind of approach everything we do at PSVG is we just kind of give it our all, have fun with it, uh, don't take it too serious. Don't take it. We are higher than anybody else. Like there's tons of content creators out there. Uh, we just strive on trying to be consistent. And being just a little different, I think, than what everybody else does. So as long as we're doing that, I'm happy. Uh, and Donnie has said before, shoot, I forget what the context was. But you said, I don't want to be 40 years old, still podcasting this and that. And I reminded Donnie that I'm two years away from being 40. So um, yeah, the legacy is when I'm completely gray and not just partially gray, uh, that I'll still be here doing this silly stuff with Silver Donnie, Fox, Kev. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> Delvin, I appreciate... Kevin's very politically correct answer. Spoken like a true politician. That was fantastic, Kev. Um, I think the legacy of the show is that PSVG while few and far in between still has Xbox fans. And I want to congratulate Nathan for being so devout in that passion and sticking Mm. with it as long as he did. And Q for that matter. Um, Because there was a while there where I feel like they were the only two. Uh, And Coach you know, like a very, very small. And it's definitely PSVG as a whole is definitely more Nintendo and PlayStation centric in terms of fandoms. And um, if it wasn't for Nathan, I think, you know, sticking with it for so long, I don't think I'll ever swung back the other way. And a lot of it was through conversations, you know, like the the, the launch of the Xbox one was rough and you're coming off a big 360 owner and, and I had tons of games. That's where I primarily played stuff. And then I I went PS4 first, and now it's funny. The spectrum couldn't have swung back the other way. I couldn't be more excited to buy my Xbox Series X. So it's kind of in honor of Nathan. I think that's the legacy. Is that you know, like Nathan stuck with it. He was devout the entire time. And uh, even though we're definitely you know we were never weekly. I think it's hard to build an audience on a podcast format if you're not weekly. Empire. Uh, leading up to this point. I think we did 26, 27 episodes or something like that. So it been going on for about a couple of years. Um, I think it was special, but it was kind of like a like one-off, kind of like DLC. It was like a public mm-hmm. DLC experience. It was like a special show. It dropped randomly throughout the month, and it was really only hitting the PSVG faithful. I think now that we have our own feed and that we're going weekly and we're live, maybe we'll find some more Xbox fans to join the Discord and join the show and and listen uh, to the show as we lead into a new console launch. How exciting is it to get in on the ground floor and kind of be in the fray as all of this news, um, you know, starts to come available. It needs to be unpacked. So with that said, I think that's the legacy of the show when it's all said and done. I hope we live up to that. I hope we can be considered like an Xbox drive or the Xbox expansion pass or unlocked or anything like that. Um, you know, like we had Ryan McCaffrey on, I think that's I'm so happy that I got to be able to make that happen for Nathan before he decided to you know, to hang it up. I think that's really fantastic. I, I know the feeling he felt. I understand that. So I was really proud of that. And we have Jez Gordon on the way. And uh, we're even talking to another indie studio that I've been really excited about. Um, yeah. So like, we've got other special things lined up that I'm hoping to branch out to as well. So I'm really excited about the future. And uh, I'm excited about Game Pass. And I'm excited about Series X. And I'm glad I can talk to somebody about it because, man, when Nathan first told me, I was like, I don't know who I'm going to get to do this. Like, that <laughs> might just kill the show. It's just going to be me. I'm going to be the one person in PSVG that buys a Series X and talks about it. And I'll just do it solo. It'll just be a solo show by myself. And then everyone
0: unsubscribes. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <clears throat> all right. So we wanted to keep the show around 45 minutes to an hour. So we'll try and stick to that as best we can. So, Donnie, one last topic then. Um, rumor mill here for Mm -hmm. a june event coming yeah why don't you fill us in on that and your in your early thoughts
1: yeah jeff grubb over at venture has been dropping these little rumors tidbits of knowledge um he actually on his twitter if you guys aren't following you should he is keeping like a running google keep list of every event and he's tracking them in chronological order so any point you can go to his twitter you can see everything that's being announced no matter how big or small and for a while now he's been stating that the playstation 5 will be unveiled next week so I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun. And a lot of people are talking about next gen. And then apparently he's saying in the second week of June, we're going to have another Xbox event. Now it's important to mention for the folks that have been with us since the beginning. Um, you heard this last month on the show that Xbox has already confirmed that they're doing something in June. Yep. Aaron Greenberg said, we're doing something in June. He said, it's, we're doing something a little bit different and they confirmed that it was not an inside Xbox show. So that's leaving a lot of people up for speculation. Like nobody really knows what that means. And I don't think right. we do either. There are a lot of people that are saying it's Lockhart, the unveiling of a of a secondary console. There's a lot of people saying it could be something else. It could be we know it's not first party games. That's what we know it's not, because that's in July. So the real question is, and I'm sure we're gonna unpack it when they make the announcement. I imagine the announcement will come next week. The event will happen the week after that. So we've got plenty of time to unpack it all. Here are my thoughts, and I'd like to hear yours. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can show Lockhart unless they're ready to talk price. The yes. whole point of Lockhart is a lower price. So if you're not going to announce the price for Series X and or Lockhart, and I don't think it makes sense to announce the price for Lockhart without announcing the price for Series X, mm-hmm. right? If you're not going to talk price at all, then I don't want to see it. That's me personally. And I think I think it's exciting. I- I'm not buying Lockhart. I have no interest in buying a 1X or a, a lesser version of the console. I want the full console, right? That's the whole point. So- um, but I understand from a market sense, you know, the importance that a, a different model can play. And I would support them doing that. I think it's a good business move. So what I'm hoping for is that it's not that because unless they're going to talk price, right? If they're going to talk price, I'm all for it. But if they're not going to talk price, yeah. I don't want it. What I do want is I want to see games. I want to know why Series X is better. Phil Spencer said uh, to Reggie, "You know, on a Reggie's podcast. He's been talking about it. It's making the headlines right now. And you, it's hard to explain what next gen is doing in a video. Okay, so take your time to explain it. one of the things that I thought was the biggest miss from last month's Inside Xbox is they didn't show why you wanted to play it on Series X. Mm-hmm. We understand it's going to be better. Why is it better? It's got to be more than you know than the five second load time on State of Decay." And I think it's difficult because apparently they're not ready to talk about new games. So talk about some ports or talk about, you know, any of these other games that are coming or smart delivery, but really get nitty gritty. That's kind of what I want. And I think that's selfish because we're hardcore fans, like we're hardcore customers. But that's what I really, I would love to see them do an hour of, you know, check out what ray tracing means to video games. Let us show you what it looks like. And let's not just show you in a clip or in a trailer or some YouTuber that put it up on their TV at home. Let's show you in a professional manner. Let's take you through it. You know, like I'm almost thinking like digital foundry, like yes. have them sit down and go, this is what next gen means. You know, like even if it's, even if it's minor, you know, I think a lot of people are assuming that next gen is diminished returns. And I think it will be um, early, you know, in the first year, I think it will be. But even if it's like, Hey, you know, call of duty on Xbox one X, it runs 4K60, but in some cases, you know, 60 dips to 50. On Series X, it never dips. It's constant the entire time. And it has ray tracing, and it has lighting effects, and it has particles. Like, that's kind of what I was hoping for last month, that we would get in some of those games. Like, you know, uh, like we saw with the medium, and we saw with um, Scorn. I think Scorn went on record and said that we can't do what we're trying to do on last gen. That's why it's exclusive to next gen. Why? Not just tell us why, like, oh, it's got better CPU, but what are you doing with it? (laughs) How? Like, I I would love to know the nitty gritty. And uh, I I say all of that knowing that, you know, the PlayStation keynote with Cerny, he started getting all kinds of nitty gritty and people were like, I'm not here for it. Um, I, I like having both. I like having both. Give the presentation without it, but give the presentation with it. And I would very much love to hear some of that nitty gritty detail.
0: I, I'm with you 100%. Uh, the whole Lockhart thing, I, I said to you privately that I thought it was interesting to unveil potentially another console before they've really unveiled the Series X. Like, yeah, we've seen it, but like, once again, no release date, no price. It would seem very odd to come out and say, here's the other model we're going to offer, but we're still not going to talk price. Unless anyway. you're
1: going to do price.
0: Exactly. If now, you it do makes that, sense.
1: It's June, it makes yeah. sense. It's E3. Like,. I wouldn't rule it out if two weeks from now we know the price. Um, I know uh, the Xbox 2 podcast, which Jez Corden and Randall Thorne. He's actually been on his YouTube channel. I'm not sure if you follow those guys. He's been saying that he had industry folks tell him that Xbox Series X is launching early. Like earlier than expected, like September. And I have no idea if that's happening. I think with COVID that's probably ruled out and it's probably outdated information. But that kind of feels like Xbox. Like the new Xbox. Like the last two years Xbox. You know, like, and especially the way that they're kind of presenting this generation as a better, more efficient, stronger, but continuation of the current generation. Kind of wouldn't be shocked at all if they were like, yeah, the Series X is out in September, Lockhart's out in November. Here are the prices, here are the games, you know, like, or come back in July for the games. If it was like hardware focused, you know, it's like, uh, and maybe X Cloud. That's another thing that we could start to put in somewhere here. I don't really know how that fits into the business model. I assume with Lockhart, xCloud will pay a part. Like xCloud is the the reason that the lower hardware is not as important, right? Like you can get a Lockhart for cheaper, but still experience the Series X power through the internet, you know, through the power of streaming and cloud gaming and all that. Like that could be a pitch. I don't know, but it's exciting that we know that we have news. And, yeah. you know, I said that last uh, on the last show last month, I like this Xbox 2020 and the fact that we're getting kind of drip fed information. I know everybody just wants prices and dates and they're coming. We know they're coming. Um, but I like the fact that we can kind of look forward to everything as opposed to having like this one giant, you know, because it's different like with a platform versus a game. Right. Like with games, I'm not sure how much I like that every three days a new game is getting unveiled at all of these different locations across the internet. This Twitch channel and that Mixer channel and that YouTube channel and this blog. And, you know, like, I don't know much. I like that. But with a platform, it's different because you've got the hardware. You've got the price. You've got the games. They had a whole presentation about an engine, indie partners and exclusives. Like there's a lot that you have to say. So I actually kind of think this format of rolling it out makes more sense than a three hour show (laughs) that we've seen in the past where we kind of break it, you know, like we do little segments to each one.
0: Yeah, no, it it makes a lot of sense. And I'm with you. I'd rather see them talk and show more about what this next gen is. Like you said, it's really hard doing a trailer. And I get that to say, oh, yeah, there's no load times. Well. In every trailer we've ever seen in any presentation on E3, there's been no load times. They do that by design. So for somebody to watch, it doesn't quite show us. If you want to talk ray tracing, it's fine. Then put two games side by side and show me ray tracing and no ray tracing. Actually do the things that actually matter. Now would be a good time for the nuts and bolts. Without E3, you don't have to worry so much about being bashed by the press for going into too much detail because any details now, we're foaming at the mouth for hearing more about it. So get into the nitty gritty now. Then the following month, you dedicated all to the games that we've been waiting for to see, which honestly, for me, that's been a big misstep for Microsoft is not coming first with the games and not the third party games. That was something from the inside Xbox that I was a little let down by. I was like, yeah, there's some cool things in there, but it's all stuff we knew about. There was nothing new, nothing surprising. Um, When you want to get console hype going, show me the games first. Get me me pumped for that. Then you get into the hardware and stuff like that. So this is their chance to kind of let's get the boring stuff so to speak out of the way for those casual people who don't care about that stuff folks at all appe- appease the nerds right Appease the nerds and then get into the games after and get everybody hyped again so
1: yeah yeah um i i i don't want to say i have hopes for either or i think i'm down for anything at this point like we know the july event is where they're going to have their first party game you know blowout, and yeah. i imagine that's when we'll see a very long demonstration of halo and we'll see what the future of Forza looks like. You know, like so we know what's coming. So I'm all I'm I'm all about that. Um, so with this event in June, I don't know. I don't know what else they could do. Like if it's not mm-hmm. a tech deep dive and it's not Lockhart,
0: I don't know what it is. It's cloud. It's got to be something. I, I don't see them doing. I mean, they can do X Cloud, but in my mind, like just wait until the console's out. It's going to be interesting. Related, but if it's not something big, like I would think Lockhart
1: would be big. Like Lockhart yes, would be a big announcement. If it's not that, to do it a week after PlayStation unveiled the PS5, like they're really running into it's not their fault actually, but they're running into a bit of like bad circumstance because everything uh. they're doing is being completely compared as as we do. Like this is what happens, right? right? If you're buying a car, you compare two models, yes. but everything they're doing is being completely compared, and they just seem to be uh, a little bit behind. and They're like a step behind. Uh, they're they're both getting to the same location, but they seem to be running a bit behind because they did a whole thing where you, they showed you all these games, and it was completely overshadowed by a tech demo for a game that will never exist and <laughs> yes. nobody cares about at all, and that will also run on Xbox.
0: Yep, <laughs> it, it's it's completely insane. That's why, like, I I kind of hope Xbox pulls the trigger and says price first.
1: I, I, I would hope, hope for it too, and and so I gotta do something. I've been holding that they won't until PlayStation. Yeah. Because they don't want to get caught like they did last time. Yes. I know that for sure, and I, I've been if you were to ask me, I would have predicted that they will hold out as long as they can, uh-huh. unless they feel confident yes, in the price. And maybe yeah. with the two-bottle system, maybe they can afford to be more, right? So like if Lockhart's 250, but Series X is 500 and PS5 is 400, you know, like maybe that's okay.
0: I'm, or I'm, even, or even just start going crazy and say, "Okay, we'll announce the price." And Sony comes out, let's say they're better priced or equally priced, then Microsoft can come back and say, and "Oh, by the it. way, you're getting you're getting two years of Game Pass on us."
1: That's true. I but said it like that that, earlier. Like that's not really
0: causing them. It's
1: amazing damage, that you know? these two have been at such like cold war over this. That we mm-hmm. both know we're we'll probably end up at the same price point anyway. So why doesn't one of them just come out and say it and play the transparency yep. card? I would love to see Phil Spencer go. You know what? We think this box is worth $500 because A, B, and C. Now, yep. we're also in a, in a climate of market share. If they're going to price their console at $499 or $399, so will we. <laughs> like, if they can afford to take the loss, so can we. Yeah, Just do that. <laughs> and just, like, literally just – I mean, I would love that sort of transparency. Um, I think it would be amazing just to watch, to see something like that. But I, I could yeah. see other people think – of it as weakness or something like that. Um
0: hey, but you know what you could see it coming from Phil Spencer in an American company versus a Japanese company who's gonna be very guarded and I'd much know, rather
1: it. have that than this cagey sportsmanship. Yes. Like this yep. gamesmanship of, well, we're gonna we'll talk to you. We already saw it with PS5 today. You know, they're like There's a P. Like PlayStation has yet to even announce the event, and people are like, they're going to show the box, but don't expect a price. It's like, well, when can we expect a price? Somebody, somebody say 500.
0: We all know it. We all know what you're thinking. They keep saying this thing is coming out this year. The year is half over, folks. When is it coming out, and how much is it going to cost me? And here's the thing it's like, we know,
1: or at least I think we know. That's here's the thing. I keep going back and forth in my own head because I feel like. We know they're both $500. <laughs> right. Just say they're $500 and let's move on. Open yep, the and pages and yes. let's get back to the actual conversations that matter. Let me know about your other games. Let me know about your services. Show me the UI. The stuff that I actually care about. Because, um, And I think this point is valid. People that love PlayStation and Spider-Man, God of War and all that, I'm not going to try to win you over. They're going to buy Playstations. At least first. They'll buy an Xbox later. And people like me that love Game Pass and want to play the next Ori and Forza, we're gonna buy an Xbox. Yep. So it really didn't matter. If it was five hundred if it was a hundred dollars more or a hundred dollars less, I'm still buying the first one that I'm buying first anyway. Right. <laughs> you know, like you have time to win over the customer after that. I think Xbox proven that in this generation. Yeah, they're getting outsold two to one. But you know what? It used to be a lot worse. Didn't yep, the last projections have started. didn't the last projections have Xbox One like over fifty million now, like closing on sixty? Yep. Like I know it's not the 100 million juggernaut, but that's not too shabby. If that's your down cycle, it's pretty strong. I mean, right. it's not Wii U. It's not GameCube. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Not Dreamcast. So I don't feel Fair. so bad. Um, but yeah, I I am with you. And I do think the rest of the internet is ready for a price. It'll be interesting to see next week when PlayStation doesn't announce a price. How much of the internet s- says that too? Because that. There's a part of, like, and again, I don't want to hog the show, and I know we are got to get out of here. We'll save it to another day. Mm-hmm. But the stance that you first said when we first started talking about Minecraft is, what are they doing better to be PlayStation? That seems to be the stance that everybody is taking every Xbox announcement with. And it seems to flip a little bit when we start talking about PlayStation. Yeah. I already saw it today. There's tweets. People are like, I'm going to get to the PlayStation anyway, so I don't care if they don't announce price. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> three weeks ago, you really cared that they didn't announce the price of Xbox, so. Just putting it out there, and that, that, that seems to be happening out there. And I, you know, and like I said, I don't think it's unfair. That's not the reason I'm pointing it out. I think that's the status that shows the standard that the two companies are being held to right now. PlayStation has the benefit of the doubt. They make yep. great, amazing games. They've earned it. That's on Xbox to to rectify. You know, I'm not saying it's unfair. I want to be clear. It's not a fanboy statement. I'm not throwing stones. That's that's what they've got to curve, and we'll talk about that. As we lead into
0: the to the launch of the next console this summer, I agree. So, with that being said, let's wrap things up, Donnie. Where can people find you and all the fun things?
1: You find am on Xbox Live, Twitter, Discord, everything at Play and Nintendo. No G in Play and Nintendo.
0: It's my tagline. Once again, Xbox Show Nintendo. Uh, you can find me on all of the things as you PSG know what. Kevin. Nope, I'm not letting this.
1: I've let this pass with Nathan too many times. Just like Nathan. <laughs> One of the hosts on this show has beaten Ori and Gears, <laughs> the other, and the other one has not. Okay. Um,
0: I've beaten mm. every Gears game. Not Ori. Except for Judgment. did you do Ori. Ahead. No, because Ori sucks. No, Ori does not suck. You are <laughs> <No>. completely wrong. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It, Ori is not for me, but I've beaten every Gears game. So hmm. That's more than anything to say. It is true. So true. It's true but let's not let's not throw stones at, at nathan here so yes yeah, head over to the website if you don't already blog to find all the things play some video games podcast network does and we don't really have a tagline left yet everybody once again week one so as a nod to nathan and i think only nathan will get it. this i will end this saying everything that has transpired has done so according to my design.